0: Blog Talk Radio. This is the Fitness Bootcamp Inner Circle Podcast with Georgette Pan and Jesse Stoddard. And we're going to talk about the fitness industry wave of the future. Think that intro is kind of funny. Might have to do something about that. But hey, it's uh, Jesse here. I'm excited for another great episode of the Fitness Bootcamp Inner Circle Podcast, and I've got Georgette with me today. And um, okay. hey, hey, and uh, there we are. And there we are. We're gonna we're gonna talk about marketing today. Georgette, sound fun? Yep. Sounds
1: terrific. <laughs> I think we could talk
0: about that <laughs> for three weeks, right? Yeah, yeah, or three months, exactly. Oh,
1: yeah. um, <laughs> well, we might. We yeah. Might. So, Yeah, me.
0: so uh, let's uh, let's let's do this. Uh, you know, one thing that we we didn't really get it into very very much in our first podcast is you told a little bit about about your background. But um, I'd love to go a little deeper into your, your personal story and how, you know, you use marketing, getting going, uh, kind of how – and you don't have to get into every detail if you don't want whatever you want to discuss and, and maybe tell us a little bit more about those early days in training and, and boot camp and the studio and, and, and what kind of marketing things you did, what worked, what didn't. Uh, I would love to get a little feedback on that and then maybe we can just uh, bounce back and forth and, and talk talk about those different ideas and – See where it takes us. Okay. I
1: think, uh, uh, let me jog, my, it's jogging my memory so we'll go back a decade. And, uh, I think in the beginning, uh, well, I, I think I mentioned this in one of the other podcasts, it was the most difficult one to fill is your first one. <laughs> so, you know, luckily for us, we were working, you know, in, in the field and we had clients, one-on-one clients, whether it would be part-time work or full-time. So, You know, we started with that. We started with our own clients trying, you know, just to get a boot camp going with them. We did um, advertise in the paper, the newspaper. Um, I think that's okay in the beginning when you're a new business coming into town or city. I I, I don't think that was such a bad idea. Going forward, we also advertised in the paper. That I didn't think was such a good idea because – it was too expensive. The, there was no return on
0: investment.
1: So that was one of the, you know, things we learned.
0: Now, you know, now let, me, uh, let me ask you this. That first, uh-huh. The first time you advertised, how did you do it? What kind you know, what was the, the little, you know, what were the steps or what kind of advertising did you do? or did they, did they approach you or did you go to them or how did that work?
1: Well, initially you're allowed in our city, to put a free ad in if you're a new business coming in. So that's part of when, when you go to local, local district government, whatever you want to call it, and get your signed up as a local business, you're allowed to put a free ad in the paper. And not just an announcement, that also goes in, but a, a free actual ad, whether it be, you know, welcome, Nutra Fitness, you know, and, and a few little blurbs. I don't remember it, to be honest, but it was um, that was free. And, yes, they, the newspapers did start to approach us because as soon as they see a new business, <laughs> you know, that's what they try to do. <clears throat> so we did experiment with some new ads, you know, maybe for, for the uh, Christmas, New Year's season. Um, I remember doing that. But our area did have... That this might this is a little off the subject, but our area did have a few free newspapers, which we were allowed to put our classes into. So, it would be like under a things to do or happenings uh, section, and what, what's happening in the area, or things to do in the area, and they would have fitness classes, you know, at different different titles subjects. It might be concerts in one area. But one area was fitness classes, and we were allowed to put three, our boot camp, you know, two or three lines in. It was very small, but it was nonetheless something people read. Um, our area also was very big on um, these quarterly coupon magazines that would come out. And I think there was two in the area at the time. But um, so we would put you know, an ad or coupons, actually coupons in, in there. Maybe it was 10% off a of boot camp. Maybe it was, <laughs> I, you know, I don't remember them because you were allowed to put three. I know one of them was a percentage, you know, 10% off fitness boot camp or something like that. And they would actually cut them out and bring them or call because the phone number would be on there. That actually was very big in this demographic. Might it be big in New York City? I have no clue. You know what I mean? You have to know your demographics. I know that in this area, it was huge. And this was all pre-daily deals. There was no such thing as daily deal sites. Okay. So um, none of that was an option. But anyway, there are some of the small things that work. Then going forward, uh, newspaper, article, newspaper ads, I told you, did not work because there was not a return on investment. We were paying more than we were making. Um, I'm not sure if you're still there.
0: Yeah, yeah. What, uh, what kind of cost are you talking about? What kind of, what kind of ads did you try later, that, and why do you think they didn't work?
1: I, you know, I, I'm not sure why they didn't work. It was almost like maybe the ad I'm not saying that the ad it was all the ad's fault, <laughs> like maybe the ad sucked, but I think it was a combination of both one that the ad was bad. it really didn't have any real big um, call to action that like it should have. maybe like take this ad in you know for X amount off or. Or, or something else. It could have been totally something different, like just give them a website link to get a free, free report. You could, you could go a, ma- a matter of a couple of different ways. But I think it was too, too generic. It didn't stand out enough. It didn't, it, it didn't get enough, um, like it didn't, it didn't spark enough interest. And I'm not mm-hmm. sure that it was all, like I said, the ad fault. I think sometimes we did have actually some good ads. We, you know, for you know around the Christmas time. But what worked better, what people were actually responding to, were the coupon magazines that would come out around the same time. So they would be quarterly, and they were, they would respond to them. So it's something like you have to live and learn, test it out. So when we saw that, hey, you know, for cheaper. These people are actually calling and responding with this coupon magazine. They're completely ignoring the, you know, the uh, newsletter, um, newsletter, newspaper ad. Well, then, you know, hence, <laughs> you know what to do, right, and what not to do. So, I'm, mm-hmm. I think the question of who reads the paper in this area, being an elderly area, and and uh, and who really doesn't, <laughs> like, and who, you know, what I mean. So it didn't bottom line is it didn't work. So you know <laughs> Plan B, right? The coupon book. Now had Daily Deals been going, you know, that would have been a really great option. Like I I think that's a great option to start. But let me talk about Daily Deals a little bit. When we first started yes. around here, um there there's no coupon here. Till today, Living Social just came, I'm going to say, four, I don't know, four years ago maybe. But while everybody else was Groupon this and Groupon that and Living Social this and 250 people signed up for your boot camp and blah, blah, blah. Well, guess what? We didn't have any. There was no way <laughs> to run a ad here, and there still isn't. You could go to Philadelphia, but who's going to come up from Philly three hours to do a bouquet? Um, And then Living Social wasn't here. When Living Social came here, we did run it through Living Social. But here's, the, here's what we did do. This area had local daily deals that were run because they caught on to what every Groupon was doing. Well, then the local newspaper started running their own daily deal <laughs> and came to Oh office.
0: yeah, that that now, happened in I, my area too. The, and they were even better than living social or group on in my area. There's the local paper and uh, they ran theirs and everybody was on that.
1: Mhm. Everybody was on that, especially in the beginning. It kind of waned after 5 years, you know what I mean? It kind of got, well, okay, it's not so exciting anymore. But it it really we still ran one. We still ran one this year. We didn't last I don't think we did last year for some reason. Because they also, because it dropped off so much after five, six years that they stopped doing it and they they stopped even doing it with fitness centers so much. People in here were more interested in casino and food (laughs) coupons than they were, you know. But we did do it again and we did get... They, they ran it again. They started picking it up again, and they were running it in a slightly different way, where people were allowed uh, ongoing to see it on their website, and event and run a few email blasts instead of one time. You have until Sunday night, and you know it was run in a different manner. But the uh, the subject of this is the fact that there are local daily deals, and I do find that they did. They did just as good, if not better. And, you know, then another company came in here called, to this area called Refer local, ReferLocal.com. And ReferLocal.com was, in this, you know, in this, my, you know, tri-city area here. And same thing. So there was a few local um, daily deal options. And, you know, that's what we did. And the, once they were available here. So right now, they're probably available everywhere else if they're available here. So, I, you know, I think it's a great idea, and I do like even going with the local as opposed to, you know, some of the the big names. Not that they're, they're bad. They're good, too. But anyway, that's, you know, that was one way to get. And I think that's especially important, especially important, rather, um, when you're trying to fill your, let's say, your first camp or you're trying to infuse something for the summer months or you know you just want to ha- you have a different program and you want to introduce that some kind of transformation <clears throat> you know challenge it's a way to get it out there test it out so now for um, the
0: people that georgia just just for a second uh you know to interrupt you here right in okay. case we've got some brand new folks on the line and okay. they uh they don't even know how daily deals work uh oh. maybe I'll just quickly explain the the concept of the daily deal and then maybe you can tell us what your specific offers were and and if you're brand new these the daily deal concept's pretty simple it, they actually have a really good business model they they make a lot of money off of us fitness people but <laughs> sometimes i wish i was in their business <laughs> but uh basically what they do is they collect a big list of names in a database and um and utilizing whatever online resource they have, their website, and they're going to offer that database uh, daily deals, deals or weekly deals or monthly. Or you know, typically it's every day an email will come out. And the uh, the really smart companies, like the um, you know the more established ones like Living Social and Groupon, they target. You know, they'll they'll they find out where you live. And uh, sometimes they go a step further and and actually target your interest, too. Uh, And they will send you deals specific to what you're interested in from all the local businesses in your area. So if you live in City A, uh, they're not going to send you very many deals from City B or C unless they're really close. They're going to send you, you know, uh, a deal on getting a really good, you know, inexpensive haircut or massage or Uh, you know, um, restaurants, there's a lot of restaurant deals. um, And sometimes there's merchandise. Uh, Groupon was very diverse in the different offerings. Living Social's concept was a little bit more on the, they they gave it the name and they they wanted more of a lifestyle thing. So they tended to like the fitness stuff even more. And There'd be a lot of restaurants and, you know, things you would do for health and things you would do for beauty and, uh, you know, products and services. But primarily local businesses where you, you're going to get something at a discount. So if something's $100, you're going to get 10% off or 20% off or maybe 30 40 or 50% off something. And you have a limited amount of time to buy the coupon. You pay, you know, you pay, you know, let's say you pay, uh, you get it at 70 or 30% off. And so for a $100 item, you buy it for 70, you get the coupon delivered to your inbox, and then you take that coupon to the business and you redeem it and uh, they would create a lot of buzz around it get tons of people excited about these discounts and then you know they would they would have a deadline and they would sell out and then what would happen with the boot camps though and and georgette i really want to i'm curious to hear what you have to say about this what happened in the in the beginning was and i think california probably led the way on this where there's tons of boot camps and you know tons of these daily deal companies um, they would uh, get all excited. A boot camp owner or a personal trainer, fitness owner, gym owner would get all excited, the idea of all these new prospects coming in. But wow. it did get to the point where the deal had to be ridiculously good for people to buy it, and then they also were hopping. They were deal hopping. They would, you know, this this week they're going to do yoga, and next week they're going to do Pilates, and next week they're going to try your boot camp, and then, no, they're not going to stay because they're just going to buy another daily deal for 20 bucks you know, and, and run around doing stuff for cheap. And that did actually become a problem where people were, they weren't very good prospects anymore. And uh, you really had to be careful on how you, you channeled them into your deal. You, you could offer the deal, but you needed to make sure that they were going to your website, registering, and you're gathering all their information, and, you know, you're getting them to, you know, basically uh, com- kind of pre-commit in a sense, that's how we pulled it off, so that you could kind of narrow down the prospects and avoid all the deal hoppers and looky loos. And so, I don't know how that how that worked for you, but uh, that's definitely something we saw. What, what did you think about all that stuff, and what kind well, of deals did you run?
1: We ran um, a few different type, but um, I think the first one was um, boot camp plus a meal plan, if I'm not mistaken. So you know, they got both, but it had to be they would not take anything less than fifty percent, so it had to be fifty percent off the the you know whatever the normal price of that was. So if that was a hundred dollars, it was fifty, you know so or it had to be just under fifty it had to be over fifty, so it was forty five dollars for a hundred dollar deal or something like that, which. You know, like I said, we ran them locally in the local newspaper, or local daily deals. So, but I do see there, there, was a, there was an issue with this It could be considered an issue, I guess. Um, let's say 25 people signed up, let's say that. And, okay, they bought the $45 deal or $50 deal, but 10 of them actually came. To the, you know, or 15 of them, or you know, actually showed up or 20 actually showed up and five didn't. But there was always somebody or more than one person who didn't, who bought and never showed up. In fact, I have people from the first <laughs> daily deal. That's why there's expiration dates on the deal. I mean, there's from the first daily deal, there's people who never came. But you'll always have that. I mean that's not going to that shouldn't stop you from running a daily deal unless you know nobody's showing up then that's an issue but you know like you said you can have them pre-register and then you know take them to your website to pre-register but again you can't you can't force force them in even if you have their name number and serial you know you you can't force <laughs> You know what I mean. You can't go to their house and say you signed up for a daily deal. Get in here. But you know the point is, you know you could try as much as you know as, as much as you can to follow up because you do get the actually with the local daily deals you do get the. I don't forget now if you if you got you got their name. I, I'm not sure if you got all their their information or I'm trying to think back to ten years ago. But whatever it is today, I'm not sure, you know. You probably do get their information,
0: at least in. Well, when uh, when I was running a lot of it, uh, and it depended on the company,
1: they <laughs> actually
0: I, uh, were very. They were particular about what they gave you. Uh, I, they gave me very little. You know, they would say, "Okay, here's so and so's name." You know, they right. here's their receipt numbers and serial numbers for the order, and none of that did me any good. You know, right, and I right. think they wanted to keep that information, and then it was up to the customer to come and 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 bring their coupon to you, uh, right. and then Living Social would actually send them reminders occasionally saying, "Hey, you should you know redeem your coupon you never did," but they wouldn't well, give me the information to contact them, and so I had a way around that actually. Um, yeah. What I did was in my and I figured this out. Uh, I ended up – and we could probably do a whole episode just on living social and groupons and stuff, right? But, yeah, we'll, um, we'll just yeah. – yeah. Go ahead. I, I figured out that uh, what I did in my offer is I would have a really good Smoke and Amazing offer, like high value. So I would I would add, you know, a whole bunch of freebies. And, you know, so the value of it, instead of, a you know, a $150 or, a, or $200 bootcamp package with nutrition, I would throw in a t-shirt and a gift card and a, you know, this, that, and the other so that I could get the value of it, you know, when it was list price, you know, to be ridiculously high, as high as I could get it, you know, like four or $500 value or something crazy, right. you know, or at least 300 bucks. And then my offer was like, you know, 20 bucks so that it, would it, it, I could whatever my goal was, yeah, and I started out just doing it normal like everybody else. But what I figured out was, it was there was competition for it after a while. And so mine would be, instead of 50% off, mine would be like 80% off or like 85% off, you know. And, and then that got everybody's attention. But what I did was is I – and I had to negotiate it because the companies didn't want – they would – call me and try to say no your ad won't work you know we know how to write these ads we're really good at this listen to us and no you can't offer this and that and we don't want you to do this and I said well then we're not doing business anymore and I had so such a success I had such good success with them I was their number one fitness company in my area and so they they ended up listening to me and I said just trust me word it the way I want to word it and it'll sell better sure enough it sold better and, uh, and and it wasn't because you know they're not idiots or anything, but no, you know the, right. the pe- S- selling ads is different from writing good ad copy. Just because they could sell advertising didn't mean they knew knew our fitness business. And I know what you know what people are going to be attracted to with a wording. You know the the twenty the the twenty one day or the twenty four day or whatever fat you know, blasting program or whatever you're doing, you, you call it those names for a reason. And they they always wanted to change it. So then what I would do is then it really kind of frustrated them because in my fine print I said, okay, look, it has to say this in the offer. To redeem the offer, you must call this 800 number, this pre-recorded message, or you have to email here, or you have to go to this website. So they wanted right. me to make it so that they could just call or show up. And I said, no, I don't want anybody showing up. To get the offer – you have to pre-register no questions asked and what they would do so i would i would set up this our, our phone number and i used ring central which is you know pretty cheap and you can create yeah you get your own 800 number and have voicemail boxes and call forwarding and all that and so i set up a pre-recorded message and the right. pre-recorded message says thanks for you know buying it we want to help you we're excited but you need to go to this website and fill in this form and then if they right. if they send it you know, if they sent an email or they emailed, it would be, you know, a special email. Well, if they emailed it, it would just send an autoresponder saying, you know, click this link and go to this website and fill out this form. And then if they went to the website, it was a special URL, and it said fill out the form. So either way, no matter right.
1: what, they
0: had to right. fill That's out the form idea. online and right. give me all their information. In fact, I even had them re- – Here, here's where I got a little bit – I pushed the envelope a little bit, and I, they weren't real happy with it. But uh, I, I even said that they had to submit their credit card number for verification. And, <laughs> and the reason right. why I did that now – now today I'm really relaxed. I don't think I'd be so crazy about this now. But um, the reason why I did all that was I wanted to make sure that the person who bought the deal really, really wanted it and right. and, and would give me their information so that I could you know, pre-fill out their contracts and, and treat them – you know, right. like like I would any regular client, because what right. I you don't have to go to that extent. But what what I didn't want was I didn't want the the person who had the coupon just kind of rolling in whenever they wanted to. So here here you are running a boot camp, you plan no, for you, whatever number of people, and all of a sudden you have twenty people that you don't even know show up randomly one day, and you're no. totally thrown for a loop. It's ridiculous. So oh, it was stated in
1: our ad too. You had to pre-register you know, call and pre-register or, and we would just say, maybe we would tell you, well, yeah, you could come in tonight, (laughs) you know what I mean? And then, or we would have to say, well, you need to come in at five, because we have, you know, five people coming in at five, (laughs) and uh, we'll get you all signed up, you know, a minimal time, we may have to do some after the boot camp, but whatever, but I mean... And two, if this is only daily deals. If, and if you don't have them, if the, nobody's running them in your own area, you can run your own, actually, right? You know, if you have a newsletter, too, which you should have, obviously you should have a website, you know, you've got to have online presence or a Facebook page or something where you're collecting email addresses, you could run your own daily deals or weekly. It doesn't even have to be daily. Probably in that case, I would run a monthly deal. For my, for the, for your clients, or for you know, the, who's on your list actually, they could do that too. I mean, you could do it yourself. You could say, this week we're having, a, you know, <laughs> this month's special is, you know, blah blah blah, you know. But
0: that's a yeah, great that's, idea.
1: Yeah, that's only that's only really, you know, one aspect, tiny <laughs> aspect of marketing per se. Uh, yeah.
0: Well, yeah, and if you think about it, it the, the, yeah. the, what are the if you think about it, what are the daily deals really offering? I mean, as a business, what they're really doing is offering you exposure to more people because they have a big list. But if right. you develop your own list, Georgette, that's a great point. If you had your own list, then you don't have to share 50 percent of the profit with this other company. They're a middleman that you would need if you had your own list. You just make your right. own offers and tell them to share with their friends, right? That's <laughs> a good, good right, point. Then you wouldn't even have to make the,
1: uh, you know, the discount so steep if you didn't <laughs> really want to. You know what I mean? You could do whatever deal you wanted to do.
0: So Right, and I forgot to say that when I was explaining how it worked. I forgot to mention that whatever it sold for, the, the daily deal company t- typically keeps half and gives you half or some percentage.
1: So right. like if,
0: if it's a hundred dollar deal and you it's sell it for fifty, 50. bucks y- yeah, if you sell it for fifty you only end up with twenty five dollars. So right. your hundred dollar value is discounted to fifty, then the, the daily deal site gets half of that and you get the other half of that. So you're not you don't get much money for those deals. I mean you're really well, giving which, it away for a new customer. Right.
1: Which would take you to the important part, which is like upsell upselling them or getting them to stay. So you have to come up with another sweet deal. You know, actually, say, let's say off the top of my head you had, you know, all these new boot campers and, you know, they're all there for a month. Well, you need to come up with an offer. So how about, I don't know, something ridiculous like a three-month package for, I don't know, 97 a month. Or if you pay it all in full, it's X amount. And I'm not doing math right now. So <laughs> – you know, give them something. Um, another brain, another kind of brain dead deal that followed up on the daily deal, because at this point they either like they already either like it or they don't. So if they like it, it's going to be an offer that they can't refuse. <laughs> it's you know they probably you know what I mean they are probably going to take it. So some people are probably going to take it even if it wasn't like very like a big brain-dead thing it could be just a three-month package but if you pay it in full for 200 I don't know I, I'm just making this up it would you know then you have them on for three months and you could keep going three months three months three months if you, you know if you want you know what I mean you could you could do it that way but you have to the bottom line is you have to make them another deal to you know I would anyway that's my opinion Obviously, you don't just want them there for a month and then adios, goodbye. But a lot of times, I mean, that's not, I'm not saying that nobody is going to leave. I'm sure they are, because I mean, somebody's going to just do the daily deal and go. But you want to convert as many people as you can convert to long-term, you know, clients. So, you know, you make them a deal and keep going. Say, oh, now you're locked in. (laughs) You're locked in to this price for... You know, every three months you'll pay that, you know, or whatever, whatever your deal was. But, you know, there's there's a lot of – so, we, you know, that's pretty much, you know, all we could say. I mean, not all we could say, but I, I think we pretty much covered the daily deal thing. But,
0: yeah. Well, Georgia, you know, you know what? We There's so many marketing ideas that we're going to be able to talk about in the future episodes of this. So yes, how about I wanna, for today –
1: yeah, because I really do want to cover internal uh, versus external marketing and why and what, you know, because I think that's a piece that's overlooked or missing or uh, what I think is missing is there's there's not enough connecting of the dots. People have all this hmm. marketing information, and I don't think trainers are really connecting the dots. So. You know, because I know this because I'm getting questions that have already been kind of answered. <laughs> or, you know, they're missing the, the connection Like for internal yeah. market. They're missing the connection. I'm not just saying, you know, run a workshop. No. What I'm trying to tell you is how to market internally. And, you know, it's not just, oh, do this done-for-you workshop or run this Program or, and I and I think you know partially my fault, not connecting the dots. Partially, partially the trainer's fault. <laughs> we're not we're not paying attention. But no, I'm like, um, really sure. have to. No, we're, our job is to connect the dots. So, um, you know, that's what I'd like to do because I I think that, I think that's missing. You know, especially internal marketing. We should always be running a couple of things. At the
0: same time, internal and external. So. so, so let's just to keep this kind of high level for today and talk more about the philosophy. I really am glad you brought that up because that this is kind of more like high level stuff. You know, like the the mindset you have to have before you, all the all these little uh, detailed uh, strategies and the moving parts of marketing will work is kind of how to work them together. So, what 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 do you think about that? Like how how do you approach it and. You know another question I had is what three things every trainer needs to know about marketing a boot camp. I this kind of applies to that, right? Because it's sort of about the mindset and the overall view of it and what do you mean by, you know, internal and external and what what things do, you know, what should trainers know about marketing there when they get started and, you know, just in general?
1: Marketing is really what getting getting more clients, increasing like, the, what's the goal of it, right? To increase revenue, get more clients, right? What else? Can you think of anything else? That it is. Yeah. I I can't. Sorry. Can you? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Like, um, what's the no, uh, bottom line goal of marketing? That's a,
0: that's a bottom line goal, exactly. You know, it, okay. it, everybody could define it different, but that's the goal.
1: Yeah. Right. So the bottom line is you you want more revenue and you want you know and more clients. Or you want to upsell, you want to internally market, which is, you know, marketing, selling more to your current clients. But, you know, so that there, there we go with internal marketing and external was things that we were discussing, daily deals, as postcards, uh, you know, outside of your clientele, bringing in, you know, new clients or marketing to your clients. Now, and then there's an overlap of that. If you're running a workshop or a kettlebell workshop, for instance, or a nutrition workshop to your clients, you are not going to forbid them from taking their friends and family and coworkers. So you're obviously kind of doing both, internal, external marketing. So, you know, if, if I was going to run a nutrition workshop, of course i'd want everybody to bring their friends and let's say it was a small price it was 10 20 bucks just for the workshop uh, okay so you you put on your workshop and now you have to upsell them a pitch <laughs> you know use the, use the lingo you're going to make them a deal a pitch you're going to pitch them your kettlebell boot camp or your your nutritional counseling or your boot camp with a meal plan Or whatever it is you're going to do, you're going to – that's the whole point. It's not just to make the 20 bucks per head (laughs) that came to the workshop. It's to also bring them in and give them two free weeks of boot camp or whatever. You're going to, you know, give them something. A plastic card, Mm -hmm. you know, or two free weeks. But, you know, again – You need to collect names or have a drawing there. Somebody brought that up in the inner circle, Um, you know, with speaking events. But, you know, the point is that's kind of really both internal and external because you're having outside people and your clients sit in on this nutrition workshop or transformation workshop or whatever you're going to hold. And you actually could hold several. In a year, you could hold four or five different ones in the year, and you know when I was promoting recently, I don't know when it was, a couple months ago, um, a done for you workshop product that I had a, I got a deal on. That is what I think people were missing. I think people on, uh, meaning my trainers, were missing it because I think, not that they didn't buy it. So let me let me, preempt that, but I, I think that I maybe dropped the ball too, uh, explaining that this is a way to, to really market internally and externally. It's, you know, not just an info product, here it is, done for you info product, you know, go buy it. That's not what I was trying to do. What I was trying to get across is, like, this is a great thing to bring in new clients, to upsell current clients, It's both. Increase revenue, you know, have something else to offer, another additional revenue stream, which you really should have anyway. And it was, you know, I I think the connection was maybe missing for some people, not maybe for, not all, obviously, because it's a popular product. But even with the 21-day, you know, detox programs or transformation programs or whatever, same idea. You're you're an additional revenue stream. You're you're selling to your clients. You're bringing in new clients at the same time.
0: So absolutely, well,
1: yeah, those are the kind of things that are pretty good to run. You know, we've done some other things internally. I think I touched upon it. Like you know, we set up special workouts that people would do in addition to doing boot camp. So let's say it was the tire workout, which is a tire workout, obviously or the sledgehammer workout, or the, or the TRX suspension training workout for $40, I don't know, $50. So they came in, and it could be a small group, but whoever wanted to do it, it would be Saturday at 10 o'clock. This is an example. And they would come in on Saturday at 10 o'clock for their extra $50 or whatever, $40, I don't remember the price, but I'm just, you know, that's not the point. The point is that they've, that we had put together these themed-type workouts that they could do in addition to their boot camp. So if they came to boot camp three times a week and now they want to do a fourth workout this week, they they would pay extra for this, and they could do it in a group. So if 10 people, or I don't know about 10, let's say even partner, like two to four people, doing a doing a boot camp for $50, it's like $200 for, for a half-hour or 45-minute workout, whatever it took, it's a session. It's not, there's no time on it. So if they were doing the tire workout or the sledgehammer workout that week, whoever signed up for it would show up at 10 o'clock on Saturday. Obviously they pay. <laughs> and, they, you know, the workout would go on. So little ideas like that. Start thinking of some additional revenue streams or internal marketing, <laughs> if you want to name it. It, it, you know, there's some other ideas besides workshops, more transformation, contests, big thing, you know?
0: Yeah, I think a lot of uh, new personal trainers starting out especially, and even some of the veterans, if they kind of forget, they, they kind of think of marketing as an event when it's really more of a process. You know, I, I think people think they get, you know, hey, I want to train. I want clients, I want them to pay me, you know, obviously, and i right. oh, got to do something, i got to do some advertising to get some people to come in and sign up. And so they think of, you know, I need to get in the yellow pages, or I need to do, uh, you know, some kind of a flyer marketing blitz, or, you know, I need to go get in the ValPak or the coupon deal, or, or even the, 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 the daily deals, or, or and they want to run something like that because they just want it to be automatic, and they don't want to have to think. And, and, the, and then they just want to do it one time and then never have to do it again. And I think well, what I'm getting from what you're saying is that there's, there's different kinds of marketing, and it's a process. There's the internal. There's the, there's the external, obviously. There's the internal. There's how they cross over, connecting the dots. It's a continual evolving process that you just, right. have to, you just have to face the fact that you're going to be doing it. If you're in business, you're going to be doing it continuously forever. Mm-hmm. And um, I've heard it said before that, you know, we're not really in the, the you know, the fitness business. We're in the marketing of fitness business. And, of course, you've got to have a good quality product. I'm not saying that you don't actually have to be good as a trainer, but and that's absolutely true. You do have to be good. But at the same time, there's so much emphasis on, you know, being good or getting another certification or going to school for another four years that, they, that, that you know, they, they, they don't realize that really what we have to do is, be in the continual evolving of our business by because, by marketing fitness constantly, you know, in right, different I mean, ways. I mean, not, you, know. you
1: need to invest something in in your business. You need to invest, whether it be in buying a, a, a product that would spice up a boot camp or a TT, you know, like the games or finishers or challenges. Something that would, you know, Chinese don't seem to have any problem doing that. Like they'll, you know a workout thing that'll spice it up. But I think that's kind of where they stop thinking along the lines of investment because sometimes it, it takes a little bit more thought. At, you know, at this point, so sometimes you, you get into coaching. Do I, do I need a coach? Well, sometimes you do need a coach, you know, to, to take you and connect all these dots because, you know, we can't I can't take a list of 10,000 trainers that I have on my list and kind of, you know, talk to everybody individually, which is why we have a podcast probably. But it's hard to make everybody, get everybody to connect the dots. I can't work one-on-one with them. So, you know, I try through my newsletters to, to get, you know, deals, yes, but to kind of give them ideas in ways of growing or ways of growing or increasing revenue or whatever you want to call it, getting new clients, these, these products, yeah, you have to invest in them. You know, not everybody's giving everything away for free. We all are in business. So it's hard to get the, the dots connected. And that's sometimes where you would need to invest in a coaching or an inner circle, something like that, where you're getting a little more attention. But, you know, the mindset, again, is important. Because if you don't want, if you're complaining about, you know, $10 gyms and $10 boot camps and clients don't want to pay and blah, blah, but you, you don't want to, then how do you expect to attract, you know, clients? Well, you know, really, how do you expect to attract clients who are willing to pay? When you're not willing to pay, it's, it exudes from you. So, you know, you know how you kind of hang out with the same mentality of where you're, where you're at in life. So same yes. applies. So the same applies. If your if you know, clients are complaining and they can't afford your services and blah, 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 and you're not even investing in yourself, so everybody's in the same boat, everybody's like, not paying, not, don't want to put any effort in and don't want to put any money into it, growing your business, well, hey, then you'll stay where you're at because there's really no alternative. There's no help. There's no help for that. (laughs) I mean, you could throw a life preserver, but that's about it, you know. (laughs) You know, and that's probably not going to happen. So it's sometimes, you know, you have have to put in to get, you know. Hmm. I mean, we, we didn't start a business for nothing. Who put in zero? I didn't put in zero. Did I put in minimal? Yeah, I did. But, you know, that's okay. Nobody's saying you have to go into a $10,000 mastermind. What I'm telling you is you have to put in a little bit of investment, join, a, join a, uh, some kind of membership site or get, some, get a few coaching sessions um, to, you know, point you in the right direction. No, I'm not saying you have to join a $10,000 mastermind product um, program. There's virtual masterminds. There's inner circles all over the place. Um, So, you know, you have to do it. And sooner or later, you're going to have to do it if you want to grow your business. It's no different than buying a piece of equipment, in my opinion. It's no different than, you know, putting some marketing money in. If you didn't want to invest in any marketing, then obviously, (laughs) you know, you're going to have the same 20 clients that you have, and when they stop, you're done. You know, if you don't, that's my point. You need to, ma- you know, you can't be complaining about, you know, your client's mindset when your mindset is exactly the same. So as a trainer. Great point. Yeah, start thinking uh, about the fact that I'm working on me right now. You're working on you and your business when you're listening to podcasts or joining inner circle. That's it you're You're doing that with obviously there's more goals than you in mind. You're trying to increase your business, you're trying to help your clients, but you know I don't like some of you know another podcast probably would be on this online online stuff and so' it's a source spot with me, even though I'm online and that's what I do. I still see a lot of the same infomercial mentality if you you know as trainers, we're trying to stop the infomercial mentality, yet we're driving people to look at the infomercial mentality and, mo- and model their marketing after it. So if you're going to model your marketing after an infomercial, that a machine that flexes your abs and gets you ripped in six seconds, why <laughs> are you professing to not to do the opposite? or want Hmm. to do the opposite. So you have to figure out what's your main goal, you know? Is it to change people's (laughs) lives, mindset, uh, health? Is it to change that, or is it to make money? Because if it's to make money, then okay, it's to make money. But don't say it isn't, you know what I mean? Don't don't say my primary Hmm. is not to make money, it's to help my client. With my six minutes, you know, to ripped, six seconds to ripped product. No, wrong. The very objective is to make money. So we're clear. <laughs> <laughs> so you just got me on a hot rant, which I, I love it. <laughs> oh man, I hear, oh, it. because I don't care if you sold ten thousand copies of that six minutes to ripped. I don't care congratulations you could have done the same selling steroids but the the, where is your where is your ethics you know if educate clients and selling six minutes to skinny or six skinny I don't know I I don't it's a disconnect and there's a disconnect Mm. you know and I just see if you want the the uh, infomercial mentality then go ahead. But don't mm. profess otherwise. <laughs> you know, that's all I'm saying is don't profess otherwise. You could sell all the, you know, ab flexing machines for six seconds a day. That why. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, sell I'm cracking that up want. over here. <laughs> but really, don't try to make believe. Don't try to bamboozle, you know, intelligent trainers or otherwise intelligent people. That, you know, that's the thing. You know, we're trying to get people actually we would think the top fitness professionals would be trying to get people away from that kind of mentality in marketing, rather than say you should model your marketing off of infomercials. Why? So I sound cheesy and hypey? I mean, that's not my goal. And mm. oh, you got see, you hit a spot. You should <laughs> I don't think <laughs> we get there anyway. <laughs> well how, forget, how did I get there? This is
0: great. This is a great well, topic, and, and, you know, my last question my last question for you was uh, what are common mistakes in marketing fitness uh, that you see, and you're, well, you're already just, talking about one of them, and yeah, you know, so what me. other common mistakes are you seeing in marketing fitness out there with, with trainers?
1: Well, I think a lot of, that, the one I just said is top of the heap, number one. Number two, I'm I, I think this is number two. I think a lot of trainers try to come in through the back door, which meaning, you know, nobody knows you, nobody likes you, nobody trusts you door. So they, they come in that door and they put this, you know, they hear about this velvet rope or they hear about, you know, put a velvet rope on you. And I went to a trainer's website one time and it was, you know, no like I, I'm going to paraphrase because I don't remember what it said, but it was very hardcore talking to me like I was some kind of 16-year-old bad girl. You know, <laughs> you know if you don't want to work out the way, you know, if you're not going to show up, and if you're not going to do this, and if, <laughs> if you're not going to do that, I was hysterical. Like, put this velvet rope where I said, who the hell are you? I'm thinking to myself, you know, who are you? Really, who are you, number one? You know, so you're just done yelling at me. Because if I'm not going to sign up, show up, and pay, and work out till I puke, then, you know, then don't bother coming to my studio. Okay, fine, have a nice day. I'm not coming to your studio, as a matter of fact. So I think before people know, you know, we all hear no like trust, but, you know, that takes time. You don't slap up a website and everybody, and even write a newsletter, and, you know, Send it out for a couple of days and go, okay. You no, know, people know, like, and trust me. No, they don't. <laughs> Nowhere near it. You could be doing it for years. You could be doing it for a couple of years. And then people, there's no patience. And I think people real, don't realize that sometimes, sometimes they probably do, but you know, sometimes they don't. They see this online, you know, 12 velvet rope. They call it the velvet rope around your, you know marketing around your studio and don't accept all kinds of clients which is you know I'm not saying that's a bad thing what I'm saying is this throwing up this you know attitude kind of like hey we don't know you and I went to that website I was I was off that website in 2 seconds I was like wow you're lucky if you get a client off that website ever so you know, my point, that was years ago, but it stuck with me, so my point is, like, you know, you can't, there's no shortcut, and you can't come in through the back door, just like there's no magic, you know, bullet for anything, there's no magic diet pill, and there's no magic supplement, and there's no magic marketing, <laughs> so, hmm. you know, you can't just do all the things you see online and hear online, and You don't think it's going to be successful and everybody everybody already knows you. Which is why when I see a new trainer that has a new product, and I like the new product, I still ask them, can you write some blog posts for me? Um, Give me some of your workouts to, you know, share with the trainers. Because I think this is a good, I think your product is good, but they don't know who the heck you are. And there's, you know, why would they buy your product if they don't even think it's, it's that great? Just because I say to buy it? Yes, sometimes because I've built up a reputation, that may be the case, because I'm recommending it. But, nonetheless, I still think some of them have jumped the gun. So mm. let's, let's introduce you to my list, because I think your stuff is worthy of it. Mm. You know, not... Because I feel like making ten bucks commission.
0: No, you know (laughs) that'd be the case. You're talking in the internet marketing space, but that applies equally to personal trainers too. It's the same thing as a personal trainer who's uh, you know trying to get a client and 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 they don't uh, they don't give them a good experience, so they don't get any referrals. It's the same kind of thing. You know, hey, you need to buy training for me. Well, I don't even know who you are. You know, who are you?
1: Exactly, and then even with the online marketing, that's a tough, you know, that could be a, that's a dog-eat-dog dog sometimes. I have to say, I mean, I'm in it, so, I mean, I know, I've been in it for years. So, the, the, the bottom line is, you can't come out with an e-book, slap it up, and expect to, you know, launch it, and have this big, you know, you're really missing it. The majority of people don't, don't do that. You know, they can't. You can't do that. It doesn't, it doesn't work like that. You know, there's, again, reputation has to be built up. You know, give a lot of things away. I like to give content. I like to give workouts. I love to give workouts. I love to give workouts. I love to give, you know, good good content. It's hard to keep do that consistently, you know, but you got you got to put in the effort. I mean, I used to spend hours researching, like, deals, trying to negotiate deals with Pat Rigsby with, you know, other people in there that say, hey, give me 100 bucks off this. I want to, you know, sell this. Or if you're launching a product, we all know that launching a new workout product or something like that online, usually that's the lowest time it's priced low. That's the only time it's priced really low, unless somebody runs a sale sometimes or gets a deal. But, you know, that's the time. And you see all these launches going on one after another after another after another. Not everything applies to trainers, but, you know, you try to – it's a hard thing to get into, but I see a lot of trainers want to – you know, they want to get, you know, an e-book and and try and sell it. Well, good luck with that because unless you have a following and and, um, even affiliates, for that matter, people who are going to help you to promote – it's not a. Don't don't quit your day job. Let's put it that way. <laughs> don't quit your day job oh. to sell an ebook, and don't name it Six Seconds to Ripped, <laughs> because <laughs> <laughs> you know because if you're trying to attract, you know, if you're trying to educate your clients, uh, then you're going to sell them a hyped up, you know. Book. I know we have to name things to catch, to catch attention. I have a book myself for, for the consumer. It's called Triple Eight A Body Burn. Nowhere in there does it say you get your, you know, a six pack in six seconds. Nowhere. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know, name it. Name it cleverly, but don't name it hypey and ridiculous. You know? Uh, yeah. I'm trying to get away from that. That's just my personal pet peeve. So I mean, it really is neither here nor there. You could like take my opinion or leave it, right? You know, I'll take what you need, leave the rest. But that's that's a pet peeve for me. I don't, you know, I really don't. I don't go for it, you know. But what are you well, gonna do? A,
0: that, this has uh, been great. We're we're just about out of time. Um oh. I guess if you had to if you had to summarize some of this today, or any 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 parting shots, any last words about about marketing? I, obviously, we're going to have more podcasts. I mean, we could do this. This is fun, and we've got a lot of topics, and we're only I, just getting started. This is the tip of the iceberg, but anything? I think,
1: yeah, I we're going to do more on marketing because I think we need to, but I'd like to also get some of our own inner circle people because since this is primarily – I mean, this is everywhere. It's in iTunes and Block Talk Radio, but I, I'm – particularly doing it for our Inner Circle members, too. And if we could get some of their feedback and questions, we'll address them on the podcast, which I think would be greater. Actually, I actually did post the first two to my blog. So
0: Yeah, and, and we need to let everybody know again, that's thefitnessbootcampclub.com. That's, oh, the, yeah, that's- the word, thefitnessbootcampclub.com. And if you go on there, can people leave comments on, on there, by the way? I don't know if it's set up for that.
1: It is but um, I like the work. Facebook, there's both, Facebook comments and that, because I the Facebook comments are actually easier. Yeah, I don't ask to, you oh, know okay. what I mean? I'm glad that came out. Actually, I should probably take the other one off, you know, regu- but both are there, and I do get notified, you know, of the, uh, all the comments, but I like the Facebook and comments. And
0: that's, uh, Easy. and for everybody, that's uh, sure, uh, facebook.com forward slash surevictorybootcamp. Uh, sure, Victory Bootcamp on, on Facebook. Oh, you know,
1: the group. No, I meant on the blog itself. You can actually yeah. comment with the Facebook um, comments. So the Facebook comments yeah. could be one way to, you know, to ask a question or the regular comments section of a blog. I wish people would do that so we could cover whatever they they want us to cover because there's just, you know, I get tons of questions between email Facebook messages. you know it's I can't possibly answer them all individually, which is why the inner circle is there you know i I would prefer members to post there. I've been getting a lot of things private messaged, and really they're very helpful for the whole group if it was posted in the group.
0: great let's do it get up get out there, everybody, and get posting for us and and give us your questions. We'd love to hear them and love to answer them and Georgette, thanks for joining me today. This is so fun. We're going to have another one next, next week, and uh, that, yeah, that's hope- just it. We're out of time. Oh, so, okay. So goodbye, guys. Bye-bye.